welcome back to uh, our Kids These Days podcast. My name is Dr. Beth Trammell. I'm a licensed psychologist and I spend a lot of time uh, talking with parents and teachers and caregivers about how to make words matter for good. So I talk a lot about behavioral and communication strategies to really get our kids to do the things we need them to do, um, but really also connecting with our kids in a way that's meaningful and helpful. And Today, I want to talk about one specific word that I would love to just eliminate from all of our vocabularies, really, right? That uh, I would like that we would never use this word when we are engaging with kids ever again, actually. And that is the word brat. B-R-A-T. Such a small little word, but uh, often used I hear it a lot when I'm out in public, and whether it's the word brat, or maybe you're a person who uses the word jerk uh, to kind of describe your kid or their behavior, and I want to talk a little bit about how that impacts your kid and uh, other ways that you can communicate what's really going on with your kid to um, really be a better situation for you in the long run. So I hear this a lot where parents uh, will say, well, I didn't actually call him a brat. I said he was acting like a brat. And it's the same thing. Like we can't pretend like our kids don't hear you're acting like a brat and they don't they don't actually take in I am a brat. And if you don't believe me, try practicing with someone near you and say, you know, you're acting like a baby. And then ask them, what did you hear? over and over again, they will reflect back to you. They'll say, I heard you calling me a baby. It's just so the way our brains work. It We just eliminate those first parts and we personalize it because that's just how um, our, you know, our brains work, our relationships work. So even if you're saying you're acting like a fill in the blank, I promise you what your kids are hearing is mommy or daddy think I'm a brat. Okay, so just pause there and uh, I'm going to give you some new language here. So hold on with me. So why do we call our kids a brat? Let's start with that. There's two reasons really why we would call our kids a brat or a jerk or whatever. And the first is that we don't like their behavior at that given moment, right? They are doing something that we don't want them to do or that we don't like that they are doing. Okay, second is that typically we call our kids a brat when we are frustrated, right? So if you're feeling frustrated and you don't like what your kids are doing, that's usually when things start flying out of our mouths that, you know, you're just being a brat or you're being a baby or you're just, um, you know, you're just a jerk, fill in the blank, right? I want for us to do something else instead because here's why that's a problem. First, it doesn't communicate with your child what's really going on. So remember I said, when we say you're acting like a brat, what they hear is mom thinks I'm a brat. But that's not actually what's going on, right? What's going on is I don't like what my kid is doing and I'm frustrated. Do you see how those two messages are not at all the same? So it's a real problem when we say you're being a brat 
because it doesn't communicate what's really going on in our relationship with our child in that very moment. The second reason it's a problem, and this may be a tough thing to hear, and I've had to kind of have some moments with myself where if someone said to me the thing that I said to my kid in that moment, I probably wouldn't respond well either. So think about a moment where someone called you a name. So maybe they said, you're being a jerk, or you're being dramatic, or you're being uh, emotional. Often we don't respond well when someone says that to us. And so if we want our kids to respond uh, differently or better, saying they're being a brat is not going to be the way to do that because none of us respond well when someone calls us a name. And that's really what is happening when we're saying you're being a brat. The third reason why it's a problem is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for our kids, which means if we're calling them a brat one or two or 28 times, guess how they're going to continue to behave, right? It's almost like we're speaking that truth to them, even though it's not what we want. So it has this kind of backwards effect that we think by calling them that, they're going to change their behavior. We have this erroneous belief that saying, you're being a brat right now, you need to do something else, is actually going to change their behavior. And, and what it does is the exact opposite. Not to mention that this is a shaming message, right? That we are calling them a brat. Not, hey, I don't like how you're behaving and I want you to change, right? That is uh, something that can be really helpful for our kids because remember, they're looking to us to teach them how to behave in all the moments of their lives. Yeah, some of the moments they can generalize. Oh, okay, well, I'm when I'm at the dentist, I can't jump on the furniture. When I'm at the doctor's, I can't jump on the furniture. When I'm at home, I can't jump on the furniture. So we don't have to teach them every single thing in every single moment. But when your kids are not acting appropriately, it may be that they really don't know how to behave in that situation at that specific moment with those specific variables happening at that time. Now, some of you may be rolling your eyes and saying, oh, okay, they know what is right and what is wrong. Yes, they do. But don't we also, even as, as grown-ups with uh, really great brain development, sometimes do the wrong thing in that moment? Right? There are many times where I've made the wrong choice, even though I knew what the right choice was. So we have to have some grace there for our kids because one, their brain's not fully developed and two, they don't have the same level of self-monitoring and self-regulation that we have. So as you are uh, working to help your kid know how to behave, please know that when we call them a brat, it doesn't do any of the things that we want it to do. So what do we do instead? Okay, so what do we do instead? Instead, we tell them exactly what's happening in the relationship right now. So you might start by saying, John, I don't like your behavior right now. I am frustrated that I told you yesterday that you can't jump on the couch and now you're jumping on the couch again. I'm frustrated by that. I feel disrespected that you're not listening to what I told you. You could say any of those things, 
and that gives a clearer picture for your kid and what is really going on. Then you have to give them the alternative behavior that you expect. I think sometimes we forget that our kids don't always know what all the expectations are of them. So you have to give them the alternative behavior of what you expect them to do. So you say, after you kind of explain how you're feeling or after you explain what you don't like about their behavior, then you have to tell them what it is you expect. So then you could say something like, what I expect is that when I tell you you have to sit on the couch, that you will sit on the couch, that I won't come in and find you jumping on the couch again. So you see how it's kind of a two-part process. The first is to tell them what's going on, right? That you don't like their behavior, that you know they can do better, that you're feeling frustrated by it, and then give them the expectations again. Now, this brings up another point for me um, that I have to remind myself of and that I often remind parents of that sometimes our expectations are not actually in alignment with what really is um, appropriate for our kids, right? We can't expect that they are going to behave beautifully all the time because that's just what kids do, right? They live their lives pushing the limits. They live their lives learning boundaries by um, expanding the boundaries of what they can and can't do. And if we're being real fair here, their life is about play and fun. <laughs> so when you hear your kids jumping on the couch for the 78th time, you have to also realize that jumping on the couch is fun. Okay, so you can share the expectation of it's not okay that you jump on the couch. It's absolutely fine to have that expectation to not jump on the couch. But then you also have to probably give them another um, alternative behavior that is fun. Because sitting on the couch, let me tell you, is not that fun. So as you're sharing the expectation in that second part, it is, my expectation is that you will sit on the couch and if you want to have fun, how about we do this or that or this, right? We can't just give them an alternative that is is not serving the same purpose, right? Because they're jumping on the couch because they want to have fun. So we have to share the expectation about what the couch behavior should look like, but then give an alternative that actually is fun or playful or I will engage with you. I will play with you doing this or that or this after I make dinner or something like that, right? So hopefully this has been um, just a, a couple of quick tips about how to reshape the way that we talk to our kids about their behavior. And please, please try to catch yourself before you start calling your kid a brat or a jerk or whatever it is. As always, I'd invite you to follow on our website, uh, makewordsmatterforgood.com, and on Facebook, where I do most of the posting and uh, sharing of different tips and, and tricks. Uh, Facebook is MWM, Make Words Matter, MWM with kids. Okay, until next time, see ya!